What is up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you did. Actually, I should probably say we are so happy that you did because today is a continuation of last week's episode, the interview I did with Mike Donahue, youth specialist and school culture expert, who has been working with teenagers for over three decades. And I've been bugging him to start a podcast for years now, and he's finally in that direction. So we are going to host a podcast with Mike under Happy Life Studios. We talk about that a little bit in episode 323, Fake Happy. But Mike wrote a book called Talking to Brick Walls, which is for parents of teenagers who feel like when you're trying to communicate with your teenager, it feels like you're doing just that, talking to brick walls. So he's going to start a podcast under the same heading of that, Talking to Brick Walls. And so last week in the episode, uh, when I was recording Mike, I was going to get ready to end it. And then all of a sudden, it started going in a different direction. I don't know if you guys have seen the show X Factor or not. It's a music show. It's like America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, American Idol, where these judges determine whether that singer on the stage has that X Factor, has that star factor or not. I'm not saying that Mike and I have the star factor, but what I'm saying is we are both ex-pastors. The fake happy that we have experienced in churches from a lot of people that go week after week after week and hide how they really feel behind their smile, well, that's kind of the direction this thing went. And what I alluded to in episode 323, Fake Happy, where I talk about that almost stopped me from even starting Happy Life Studios, we go into much more detail on it in this episode. So here we go, Behind the Smile, part two with Mike Donahue. Let's go. Even my cat wants to go. Did you hear him? Meow. That's what he said. That was me, but that I was just mi- mimicking him. <laughs> what? <laughs> part out. Oh my goodness. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. The way I see it is kind of like this fake happy. The answer to that is a group of people in your life that need to see behind you. Because you and I are both are ex-pastors. In fact, doing podcasts together, we're actually playing around the idea of doing some podcasts <laughs> as ex-pastors, right? Yeah, because the church is ridiculous about this. Because they, in my opinion, this is me, Mike Donahue, I'll just say this straight up. I, you know, I, I worked in the church. And there are conditions on their friendship. I'm going to be... They use that language. I'm going to be your mother in Christ or your father in Christ or your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ. I'm, I'm never going to – I love you. I'm, I'm never going to betray you. But as soon as you make them look bad, they bail. Hmm. And that's not a good – that's not a good friend. Hmm. It's not. And Jesus said, you know, I'm a friend that's six closer than a brother, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, Peter denied him and he still restored him. I mean, you go down the list of all the, the you know, the, the conflict that the – 
the disciples had, and Jesus never gave up on them, and he took a band of you know misfits, and you know the whole thing, and that to me is real friendship, and and so yeah, yeah. In in our episode three twenty three, in the fake happy episode, I talked a little about the fake happy in church, and I said I don't I don't want to say that everybody in church is a fake happy, but. There's a lot of people I will. that show up on a Sunday morning. Well, talk about that. Have you have you noticed as a pastor? Have you noticed fake happy? You know how are you? I'm blessed. Oh, praise God, brother. But you know what's going on behind closed doors, right? Because you're a pastor. You've I've got their kids in my youth group, so <laughs> so I know that it's not all you know sunshine and roses at home because their kids are in my youth group. So I know what's. Not Back that in I, the day when you were yeah, a pastor. Yeah, when, when I was were, a youth pastor, yeah. So I, I never really subscribed to that whole thing that you have to put on the show. I would rather you just be honest about where you're at, you know. And I'm not going to judge you because who am I to judge? I'm, I mean, I'm, I've got stuff, you know. So, But that, that whole idea of I'm going to present an image to you. And yeah. you, and, and then what, what happens in churches and, and just in life in general People become image managers. Yeah. So they, when they're around a certain group of people, they manage their image. They think that this is what this image that those people want. So I'm going to give them that image, right. and that's fake. Right. That's not being genuine. Right. And I think too oftentimes where you know we say stuff like you know God is good all the time. So why are you not happy? And if you sometimes decided to, when people ask you on Sunday morning, how are you? If you don't say I'm blessed, the or Lord, they try to, the Lord's great, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll pat you on the back and they'll try to give you a real quick answer. They can get away from there real quick. But like, you know, you can't be unhappy. you got to be, wait a minute, I am unhappy. I'm struggling right now. I don't know if I'm going to make it, right? But we don't, of all places where we should be able to talk like that, yeah. it should be in a place what we say church represents. Yeah. And that does happen in churches. But there is a lot of people that are just trying to put up a front. And that fake happy doesn't get you anywhere. You've seen it in schools. You see what happens. It worries you when someone doesn't have someone that can see past right. that fake happy. Yeah, because those people in church will just drift. If you know, they'll drift away, and then you know, we look behind us. Where's Joe? Well, you know, he Joe just didn't want to put on a show anymore, so he's not coming. He didn't. He didn't go out shooting or didn't go out swinging. He just he just faded out, and that's tragic to me. Yeah, because. The church should be a hospital, not a museum, right? And a lot of times, churches and museums were 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 displaying our best Christians. You know, come look at Joe Christian. He's he's you know he's got a great job and he tithes. You know, so and, therefore we've yeah. done a great job and yeah. and we're all happy here and we're all but this is a good yeah. church. Yeah. Come here, yeah. you know, and and you know I don't again don't want to be the one that goes around saying oh you know I'm bleeding all over the place all the time, but. Churches should be a hospital, which means you're going to get sick people, yeah. which means they might smoke out in front of the yeah. church, which means they might they swear might... in the prayer. They say, could you pray for the?" And they might swear in that. So what? Can I tell you my <laughs> story on that? So when I, when I was a young youth, young youth pastor, I had a kid come down the altar and he was, I won't say the cuss words that he said, but, but he was genuine, Steve. He was like, he got saved. Like he, God was all over him. And he began to pray the way he talks, and he was cussing. And I'm down there at the altar with other Christian leaders around me, and this kid is going. And he's like, I'm going to kick the devil's bleep, and this mother bleep. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I I remember looking around. I was embarrassed. But then God convicted me and said, because I was about to stop him. But I looked at him, and he was just going. And he Mm -hmm. was genuine as, as, as anybody. And... 
so I and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, "We'll clean up his language. Don't let him let him be. Don't interrupt him." Yeah, he's talking to me. Is it right really now. about the language right now? Because the language is the passion of a heart. Exactly. The guy was like, exactly. he wasn't being fake at that moment. Right. He wasn't filtering. He was just letting all that out. Talk Did I ever tell talks. you about? I had the same instance. I brought a student with me to a retreat I was speaking at. And God was in the moment, right? And this guy was in the front, and everyone was just in their own spot, having their issues, talking to God, all this stuff. Well, this guy was was going off, and he was letting God have it. And God, I don't understand why you do this, and Mother bleep, 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 you know, and, <laughs> and God this and that. And, and all of a sudden, everybody, you know, that they were all starting to get uncomfortable. Like, they all started hearing him. Pretty soon, everyone's hearing him going off. And so I brought him, right? So I'm going to correct that. I'm the, I'm the one responsible here, so I'm going to go be the godly man brother the, say yeah. that brother right. let me just tell you we can't talk like that and that you right this you is know? the lord's and so, house so i get up to go grab him you know and ask him to come outside so we can talk and i feel like the best way i can describe it is i didn't feel an actual hand but it's almost like i felt like god saying where are you going i'm like i'm gonna go correct this i'm gonna go fix it god said shut up i'm listening to my kid right now yeah wow yeah so i sat back and all of a sudden everyone's still getting uncomfortable and then god took it to the next level i felt like god put the thought in my head and said, now go ask him to do this in the microphone. I'm like, are you kidding me? People already, they're already freaking out, right? So I go up there and I said, hey, do you mind doing this in the microphone? He looked at me like, sure, whatever. Grabs a microphone and just starts going more and more and more. And now people are just, you know, they're really starting to freak out. And then something changed, Mike. Something changed. He started saying, I don't get it, but you know what? God, I'm going to do my best for you. And I love you. And before long, within just a minute or two, it all turned into this most beautiful, God, I love you and I appreciate and I, you know, and then God gave me the Because that's what happens when we're allowed yes. to be real. Yeah. We, it, it, it does turn. We don't have to worry about the behavior. We're being real. We're being honest. And God can deal with what you just put on the table. If you put the real stuff on the table, he's going to speak to that. If you put the fake stuff on the table, he can't speak to that because yeah. it's whitewashed tombs. It's you know what I mean? It's 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 yeah. the what it's the cup on when the outside. We're hiding behind good. the smile. Fake just right. multiplies that angst. Yeah, it because we're not letting it out. So what's going on? We have all that angst inside. We put that smile up, and now that angst bounces around inside of our head, inside right. of behind that smile. When you get rid of the fake happy. The answer can come to this. And yeah. no one even told him what to say. It came to him on his own. And then I got up there and I said, you guys ever read the book of Psalms? It's a book, Happy Life, or it's in the book in the middle of the Bible. And, dude, the guy that wrote that book was like, like, like our buddies we talked about. He He's, got real. Yeah. He was schizophrenic. <laughs> it, that's what I felt like. Because one, yeah. one chapter, he'd, be, he'd just be going off. God, and he'd be saying, so, yeah, God, then, then, get rid of them, yeah. kill their babies. And, yeah. you know. and then the next chapter, he's like, but God, what am I doing? Wait a minute. Why, I need to put my hope in you. Yeah. And I got up there and said, you guys, you read the book in the Bible, but he can't do it in real life. I said, that book was written about a real person in real life. All you're doing is you saw it in real life. Right. You know? yeah. And after that, I started doing retreats where God would say, put a microphone up there and let people complain to me. <laughs> And every time after they complain, after a couple minutes of complaining, the whole thing just turned because they let the smile down. They let the real out. They, they got rid of the fake and yeah. they became genuine. And the answer came to that. And I think the last thing that I would want to say, and there might be some closing thoughts that you have, but I didn't really go looking for that inner circle. They just came to me. But you know how they came to me, Mike? I didn't grow up in the same difficult situation you did. Okay. But I'm a feeler. I'm a lover. I'm a talker. I've always just, I don't have a problem with getting vulnerable with people. 
And I found that when you get vulnerable with people, now you can't over get vulnerable like you talked about. You just can't go bleed all over everybody, right? But when, when people ask me how I'm doing, I ask them, do you really want to know or do you just want me to tell you fine? I mean, I want to know what you really, are you saying hi by saying how are you doing? Are you saying hi or are you saying you really want to know how I'm doing? Because I'll tell you how I'm really doing. And sometimes I feel like, man, I feel like I complain a lot. But what I'm trying to say is when I became vulnerable, that inner circle naturally, people naturally gravitated to that or it repelled them. I didn't go and say, Mike is my top five. You are my top five. You are one in the inner circle because it just happened that way because I got vulnerable to you. And you know what? You responded like you got vulnerable to me. Yeah. So then I got more vulnerable to you. You got more vulnerable to me. And pretty soon I realized I can trust you with whatever's going on in my, my heart and my head. Yeah. I, so I, I worked with this uh, girl at church uh, a couple of years ago in Nashville and I, I worked there and she just did not like me from the very beginning. And there was some reasons for that. There was some clashes in leadership style and things like that. But I remember she said something to me one day that really helped me a lot. She said, you know, I really don't like you, and I know you know that. Um, or I didn't like you. She goes, but the one, the one thing I can say, though, she goes, I can tell you love Jesus. She goes, I don't get you. I don't get why you do what you do, how you do it. But, but you do love Jesus. And that's who I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to people who really love him, that love him, not religion, yeah. not, not the, not the system, yeah. not the, the protocols and all the, you know, the behavior modification protocols that we have right. in the church. But when you really love him and, and you're, you're listening to him and that's what always has drawn me to you. Like mm. I, I, the hardest times you've gone through and the, and the things that you, and when you're on cloud nine, you never, you've always been consistent, Steve, with being in love with Jesus, like you love Him. You you love who He is, and I. That's and the people that I met that are in my five are like that. They're like Him in a lot of ways, and um, and that's who I love hanging out with. Because well, you can you imagine hanging out with Jesus, you know, during that time. I mean, can you imagine? It would like, scare a lot of people, oh, but I not me because I know what He's really like. Yeah, I mean, it, it would blow our minds to it like, would. to watch a fig tree get demolished right in front of us, or because God said He cursed it. <laughs> Because there was no fig on it, and walking he cursed on water, it, right? or doing all these right, miracles, right. And raising people from the dead. I mean, what a what a radical! And then dude. have him know you by name, right. and call you out and say, "Hey, come, on, come, eat come hang out. Let's go. Yeah. You know what's going on with you, right?" Finds that girl on her worst day, worst possible day of yeah. her life. She's in, a, in the in the act of prostitution, and looks at her and says, "Don't worry about it. I, I forgot. I got, yeah, you. I, I got. In fact, he got rid of all of her accusers. Yeah." In a, in a very dramatic way. And that would have been a great time for him to preach. It would have been a great time for him to, boy, throw down and have the altars, yeah. you know, have the I've got a mailing list and, over here yeah, at Jesus.com. Exactly. Hey, make sure you bring everyone tomorrow. We'll do this again. But he didn't. He shut everyone up, got everyone out of there. And then he said, woman, look, look I got rid of all your accusers. That's yeah. what God does for us. Yeah. But when we have the fake up, when we're fake happy, when we hide behind that smile, we are the, the accusers are all stuck inside. They're all inside of our head. Right. But when you get genuine and you let that out and you have somebody else, that's humans. They make, they're fallible, right? They make mistakes, but they still accept you. And they, boy, that's where true happy comes from because then I'm accepted yeah. for who I am. And then I start down this path of truly becoming yeah. happy. And I want to say something to your listeners. If I just feel led to say this. If you've been hurt, by somebody who you let in, you let those walls down and you wanted someone like that. Like even just talking about this right now, you're like, I wish I had that and you don't, I get it, but don't, don't give up. My, yeah. my advice to you is don't give up 
And, and, and don't be dependent on them. You always have Jesus. He is a friend that's closer than a brother. He's in my inner circle. So God he's, will always be there to help he's you. He's in there. Yeah. So you're never alone. Even if you don't have any humans that fit that description, you've got Jesus But you've got to be vulnerable circle. with God. He's right. not going to fry you, or he would have done it already. He right. already knows what's going on, right? Yeah. He can't talk to you if you're, if you're fake. Right. But when you're real, he's, he's going to listen. I, there's been times in my life that I've... I've gone out for a ride with Jesus and taken my the seatbelt on the other side of the car. And nobody's I've done the exact there. same thing. Yeah, buckle them in and go. We're we going. go for a car ride. Let's and go. We're, we're going to talk. And I'll roll the windows up. Sometimes I'm yelling. I'm telling God yeah. how angry I am, how yeah. disappointed I am. But I want to say it again to you that are listening right now. If you're if if you are feeling lonely and you you know a you have Jesus, but b don't give up on on looking for genuine Christians or genuine people that. Um, that really love God. And I'm going to say this, and may, this might get me in a little trouble, but I've got some people that I wouldn't necessarily say are, are all the way Christian yet, but they're very genuine. I talked to you about one of the principals that I deal with, who she's amazing, and she loves kids. And we connect in that way because she's very genuine, and she's very real about her life and very real about about mistakes and things she's made. And, and she's got a faith in God, but it's not probably as is as deep and defined as, as mine would be. I don't even know how to define it anymore. But basically, it doesn't matter because the reason why I connect with her is because of that, that honest genuineness that she has. And and I think, you know, don't don't narrow your search. We'll just look for right. people who are genuine. Right. And in fact, oftentimes we miss it because we would want to pick a certain person yeah. looks a certain way well, or looks a like us or whatever. I, don't, I, just, I just can't relate. But some of the people that were the closest in my life that came into my life, I never would have picked them. Yeah, I've got Democrat. I'm a Republican, but I've got Democrat friends that I would put in that spot of being in my circle because they are genuine people. Because really, it's not about what they look like or act like. It's what will they love you on your worst day? Then who cares about all that other stuff? If they'll love you on your worst day, they're going to support you. That's their privilege of process. We we need to do a whole podcast sometime on the privilege of process allowing mm. people to figure it out themselves don't give them the playlist don't give them the christian playbook and say oh you're a christian now here's your list you gotta listen to fox news you gotta love donald trump you gotta whatever whatever your list is right you know sean hannity is he's the man you know whatever stop that stop doing that stop stop telling people how to live you're such a rebel just love them <laughs> yeah you know, and i and i would want to tag on what you said too about if you're feeling lonely or feeling that you don't have that person in your inner circle, I would go even a step further than you. And right now I applaud you listener, happy lifer. I applaud you because you know what you opened up and you tried and you stepped out and you got burnt because you tried. And that's the issue. You tried, you opened up and that's going to pay off in the long haul, but don't let that, how do you say it in the school assemblies? Don't let that day win. Yeah. When that's a bad day, don't let the day win, but I applaud you. You're doing the right thing and it's going to pay off if you don't quit. If you quit here, it's not going to pay off, but it'll pay off if you don't quit. So, Thanks, Mike. Man, that was that was good. We're gonna have to turn this into two podcasts, I guess, because <laughs> because we went. But that's how it is with us. Thanks for for sharing and helping us embrace another level of this whole fake happy. And we really appreciate the time you gave us. Awesome. So it's been an honor. Thank you so much. For Let me you. come. Right on. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy, and you. We'll be happy too.
remember, life doesn't have to be perfect, but it still can be happy. Steve Ace.